Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is October 11th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy NBC does conduct Zoom conference calls and has been conducting conference calls for the past 10 years. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, Reddy and other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference call, if you want to ask any question, please press star six. I'm uh, sorry. Please um, uh, show your face and let Gayatri know. Um, and if you're a newcomer, let Gayatri know and she will promote you. Shruti? Shruti? Hello. Yes, hello. Yeah, yes, hi, uh, Mr. Rahul. Uh, th- thanks, to, thanks for taking my question today. Sure. I have filed my applic- uh, parents, like immigration, uh, I filed for my parents' uh, green cards in the month of April. So their priority date is April 8th, 2021, and their notice mm-hmm. date is uh, May 4th. So they have uh, completed their biometrics um, in July at uh, Memphis. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to know, like, they got their uh, I-693, which is request for, I think it mentioned that they don't have medicals on file. And if they are mm-hmm. invited for interview, they need to furnish the medicals. Mm-hmm. So my question today is, we applied EAD and payroll at the same time. Uh, they don't need EAD. They need payroll to go back to travel back to India uh, for some emergency. So my question pri- primarily is, what is the processing time or, at this point for family-based immigration? And what are my options, if at all, I have? Like, can I do cancel the EAD application, go to a- expedited uh, Expedited, well, EAD uh, application will not do anything good or bad for advanced parole. So uh-huh. you don't have to particularly go and withdraw the EAD application for any reason. There's no mm-hmm. need for you for doing that. Okay. Now, um, advanced parole is taking approximately eight months. Okay. So it's almost Green eight, card. I think this is my eighth month, I think. Yeah, maybe a month or two. Give it a month or two. It should be adjudicated. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Because the green card, it's taking approximately around one year to two years, depending on where you're located at. Where, which city you are in? Uh, I'm in Arkansas. So we did the That's National it. Benefit Center at uh, Missouri. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting probably in a one and a half years time, from the time you file the application, you your parents should be getting the green card. If you get the medical though, submit the medical because sometimes they're approving green cards without it. 
but uh, it clearly states on the document that please do not submit it separately please ah. wait for the rfp uh, is what ah, they are asking okay, us okay. to do okay that's fine I, i see what you're speaking yeah okay. then hold on for it now okay. okay perfect so thank you thank you very much sorry next person please Hi Rahul, uh, thanks for taking my call. So my wife uh, is on H4 EAD. She has been working, uh, you know, for like four years in a full-time position. So her mm -hmm. H1 cap lottery got picked, uh, you know, this year, and uh, mm -hmm. her application got an RFP. We don't know what it is. It's still in in transit to her lawyer. But as it transpires, in the meantime, she got promoted to a manager. So mm -hmm. uh, her role has changed. So all things being equal, we would have filed for H1B amendment. But but the H one hasn't been approved yet, so we are not sure how to handle this. Yeah, once the RFP come in, let it be approved, and then you can file the amendment afterwards. Okay, There's so, no need to hurry up right now. Okay, so we are better off uh, waiting for the first H one to be approved, and then mm -hmm. okay, got it. And and a uh, quick question on my end. So I'm on uh, my, my I mean our adjustment of status is filed 2013 EB three downgrade. Uh, you know the whole application is documentally complete uh, i'm working mm -hmm. uh, i also uh, got promoted to manager 6 months after my 485 so mm -hmm. i moved and on h1b amendment and i filed the 485j and what mm -hmm. right so in the off chance that the dates retrogress and uh, you know eb3 is no longer current for my date and i have to go to a new job um you know or or if you know in the same company can we interfile to eb2 later on uh, you know what 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 would be my chances to interfile to eb2 now that i have uh, i have utilized ac21 and uh, you know file 485 yeah, you can you can still do the interfiling that's not a problem to do interfiling i don't know why your company has been filing the 485j supplement because you got a little bit promotion i wouldn't have done that though but anyway they have done it that's not a big deal um if you change the company though you cannot interfile eb your eb2 they have to file a labor and i140 again but if you are working with the same company the company can do interfiling got it thank you rahul next person please sudeep hey rahul how are you good 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 i have two questions uh, i have prepared my eadap renewal application myself but mm -hmm. i sent my eadap renewal to wrong address last monday and it was uh, received and signed uh, no notification because i sent a g1145 with it so no notification or email messages yet uh, just file one more what is that just file one more uh, what is going to happen if i get a receipt from the wrong one that's okay that's okay you proceed with this correct one um there is a good chance once they approve one they'll deny the other one but that's fine and sometimes they're they in two, two of them they're they're in two different locations right that's fine that's fine okay uh, the second question is i joined a new employer on 7, september 7th i joined the state of virginia mm -hmm. uh, on ead mm -hmm. uh, uh, i still have not filed my 485 supplement j it's been a month so because of you know bureaucracy at government office but it will be signed pretty soon so is it going to create any problem if i send after a month or so after joining that's fine there is that's no fine. rule that it has to be sent before you you join though one, one month is fine okay all right thank you so much next person please uswal 
Rahul, thanks for taking my call. I have uh, two questions. So a little bit of background here. Uh, my spouse, uh, she has been working on CAP uh, exempt H-1B since two years. This is employer A. And uh, this year, uh, employer B applied for CAP subject uh, H-1B and it is approved. My mm -hmm. first question is, since employer B's petition is approved, can she continue working for CAP exempt employer that is A or should she resign and switch to employer B? She should resign and switch to employer B. However, if she wants to continue, there are some things that you need to be careful is, um, you, you want her to be counted towards H1B numbers, right? Right, and if possible, I mean, I, I know uh, the, the new uh, H1B petition that is applied by employer B is not concurrent employment. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a new employment. Yeah. I would, has, yeah, if you, if she wants to move back to the nonprofit organization, she can just go to Mexico and come back. Okay. And she doesn't, you may ask a question, even if she doesn't have the H1B stamping, she can go to Mexico and come back. It's called she automatic would, revalidation. Um, Gayatri is going to give you the details of that automatic revalidation. Okay, she recently came from India and she already got her H-1B uh, visa stamped. And after the visa is stamped, she got the new employer petitions. Well, her. that's fine. Then instead of Mexico, she can go anywhere and come back. And what if she has to continue the employment? I mean, do we have to wait uh, until the concurrent employment is filed? Wait, wait. Right now, you want to move to the old employers, right? The non-profit organization. No, non-profit. She's already, she's continuing her work. She did not resign. Uh, but she needs to resign. She got a H-1B right now, change to new companies, right? Right. Her H-1B with yeah. the new employer is approved. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I, I want to preserve the H-1B, okay? And I want her, if she wants to continue, she has to go to Mexico and come back. That's the best thing to do. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, Thanks. You get the point. Yeah. Next person, please. Arthik. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for uh, taking the call. Uh, so I have a situation where my wife's um, H-1B was, fi was filed by the company um, uh, in the and then picked up in lottery this year. However, the lawyer, uh, the attorney has uh, made a mistake while submitting the documents. Uh, the they they used an incorrect payee um, and the case like you know doc submitted a document. Now after two three months the case remains in the same state, and uh, after follow up like you know while attorney has again followed up with the USCIS they found that okay the since the payee was incorrect they actually rejected the case they never sent a rejection notice but they they said okay they never processed his her case, so now like you know technically her case is rejected. Um, now we want to understand what are the options we have here. Uh, like, so know, let me let me let me understand one thing. Right. So in the lottery, before the, she was been selected in the first lottery or second lottery? First lottery, not the second. Okay, and then when you filed it, you never received the receipt notice, or did you receive the receipt notice? So they on uh, like you know what we came to know that the lawyer attorney only received the email, but never received the physical receipt notice. Wow, wow. Yeah, then you may be out of luck if the check has been written to wrong pay, though. Yeah, so there's no way we can do anything here. 
So attorney is saying, can... yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. You go, go ahead. No, an attorney is saying that uh, they may, uh, they were there, they will try to again resubmit the documents again against a second uh, lottery, like, you know, since they, they are. They can try, but I'm not sure if that's going to be successful. Okay. Uh, the second question is like, you know, we also have filed the H4 EAD um, and uh, like, you know, as I just as a backup option, which has been in process for last five months. And that uh, H4EAD, like, you know, is that something we can, uh, like, you know, like we now, since we, she's coming to the end of her, all, 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 like an available H4EAD timeline, like we are trying to expedite it. So lawyer suggested, let's try to expedite it. And, but we found in some forums about the litigation. So what do you suggest no. Rahul here? There's no litigation anymore. We used to have litigation. No, no more litigation. No more litigation for h 4 It's not working anymore. Yeah. Okay, understood. So we have to go with whatever expedite uh, options and that's right. Next person, please. Thank you. Karthik. Hi, hi, Rahul. Thanks for your time. Uh, so I have two questions. So I moved from uh, F1 to H1 last year and I, I never got my stamping done. I wanted to go this uh this month and I have got a visa uh, slot for appointment for 25th of October. Uh, my employer is providing an NI letter, but I wanted to know what are my chances? Is it worth taking the risk going to India and getting the stamping? No, definitely not. Wait until this, wait till, until this uh, ban has been lifted. Okay. Okay. So the other question was if I went for stamping, I have another offer from a new employer. So if I get a stamp stamping from employer A, but while returning, I have my H1B approved with a new, new employer, will that be a problem? That'll be a problem. Why did you apply for the visa with company A when you're not going to join them? Uh, I mean, I, I am already working with employer A. Yeah, but it looks very suspicious Got it. that okay. you're changing the company so quickly though. Got it. That's okay. if you if you would have if you got the stamping, you come here, you go back, and then you use the other one. That makes sense. So you got the visa, let's say on October 20th, and October 25th, you're telling that you're going to join a different company. Then why did you apply for the visa? Why did not you let them know that you're going to be working for company B? So that looks very suspicious to me. Got it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Next person, please. Tonali. Uh, hello, sir. Um, I'm Sunari. I'm a student at Michigan Tech. And mm -hmm. I came here for PhD, but uh, since uh, there were some complications, so I decided to just take a master's degree and proceed. And the thing is that I, am, uh, I was earlier planning to graduate in this uh, fall, but I need an extension because I'm planning to write a report instead of just taking a master's with the coursework. Mm -hmm. So for that, I uh, was applying for an extension, but I also applied for OPT. Where are you applying extension? In your university? In my, in my university for spring okay. 2022. So that I can mm -hmm. just write a report and graduate uh, with a research thing. Mm -hmm. So the uh, thing is that I also applied for OPT because earlier I was thinking of just graduating. The mm -hmm. so problem is I have got my uh, OPT I-20 and, uh, and, I, and I also thought that means my advisors suggested that if I can get an extension or something that I uh, just to get some more time. So, so, so you got the OPT I-20. But I haven't. Did you apply? You haven't filed an OPT yet? Not yet because uh, everything can happened. You, can so you undo it? Can you undo it 
will they allow you to undo it and then they are telling me that i will get uh, red flags on my service because first for cancelling the i20 and second for applying for an extension because i already had a phd i20 then i reduced it for a masters and then again i'm seeking an extension so they said okay. i will have too many red flags and it may create problem in future so so is there any problem in graduating right now for you uh actually i uh, i want to write a report so uh, that's that's right but at this point of time without the report can you graduate yes i uh, yes this semester i can graduate well i would recommend one thing you can always write a report if you want to but get the opt though okay uh, you see so my problem I, uh, okay because if you try to right now not file an opt though there is a chance after you graduation also you may have a problem in getting the opt okay that's one problem second problem you're being raising too many red flags right now and my my only issue is you're trying to delay the graduation that's the main thing what you're trying to do but why can't you graduate can you still write a report what is the purpose of this report though? what is that you are trying to achieve though because they're giving you master's degree without that actually i wanted to write a report so that i can apply for phd and many universities consider some research at Got master it. level so could you could you do it after you graduate could you not do it yes sir my advisor suggested if opt cannot be uh, removed then we uh, i can present and means i can submit by within 60 days of period that i have after graduation so i would do that i would definitely do that okay because i don't you know you will be na garka na gatka otherwise and that's where neither you will be in there neither you will get an opt i fear that at least you get an opt then you have a better strength and your university professor the dean is accepting even after you graduate to complete that so that when you go to the uh, doctorate admission you can say that you have written the report so if i uh, means if i submit my thesis within 60 days so i'll be considered as a spring graduate anyway because i am submitting my uh, report ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, no uh. no 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 we we if you're going to be considering us a uh, so you're going to delay if for the report you're going to delay the degree yes for a few months no I mean, no actually no. Uh, the international no. programs no. in no, say no 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 because that is going to create a problem for your opt though uh if you apply for the opt you can only apply for the opt within a certain time of your graduation before a certain time if you going to graduate after 5 months your ot opt will be rejected my opt will begin from 1st january opt uh, I, i got it but if you going to graduate in may though they are not going to approve they should they are not supposed to approve the opt for you but if i uh, complete my graduation by february will that work I means like that, i the, yeah that that looks like it will work okay then probably i should proceed with well that. but 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 but, but there is another problem though yes uh, okay. you can only apply 90 days before so i'm a bit worried about the the february graduation instead of december graduation because they have already issued you the 
OPT extension. Why are you graduating in February? Why not in December? Uh, because there I, issue. Mm -hmm. why, why, why can't you graduate in December? Uh, because I, we need some more time for uh, research. Means, means but you don't need that for graduation. No, not for graduation, but I need to oh, submit. Ma'am, you're complicating yourself, ma'am. Oh, because okay. you because within ninety days after uh, within ninety days of your graduation, you are uh, allowed to apply for OP two. So February, if you are going to, you already got the uh, uh, OPT uh, I twenty. I'm going to graduate in December. Forget to put your thesis, ma'am. You may want a private consultation. I would recommend Emily for it, though. But you can always write the thesis afterwards. So I don't know why you're wanting to delay the graduation because you already got the I-20. I don't want to risk right now. I don't want to risk right now. Just graduate in December, get the OPT, and then you work on this thing on the side, ma'am. That's a better thing for you. Next person, please. Anupriya? Hey, hi, sir. Thank you for picking my question. Yeah. So I have been working on my L1B, um, you know, until April 2021, this year, April, and uh, I maxed out my five years and my company applied for my H1B and that got approved as well. So it got approved in May and the approval starts from October 1st, this October 1st. Um, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, I was, um, you know, I had applied for my H4, my spouse is here in H1B, so I had applied for my H4. So the H4 got approved only on um, September 28th and the approval period is only between September 24th to September 30th. So, um, you know, because my H1B was starting from 10-1. But unfortunately, my company, um, you know, has not started my employment yet and we are looking at a delay of a month here. So I just wanted to know, you know, uh, for this month or, you know, another um, 20, 25 days, is there anything that I will have to do? Will I be considered out of status? Or is there any status violation here? Uh, let me. So, so practically, you got kicked in on H one B on October first. And what your worry is that mm -hmm. you're not been employed for a period of time. Yes. Yes. And what's the reason? What they are going to telling you right now? Why they are not employing you? Uh, the higher classes are still on. They are, you know, they are in the middle of the background check and all that. So, you know, the position has been created and it's it's an approved position, but they are doing some background verification and stuff like that. So it's delayed. What if they don't hire you though? That's my question. Uh, that is not on, you know, uh, that is not on top now because um, I was so if, to start if, today. But if it's if it's thirty days of unemployment though, within thirty days of unemployment, you will be fine. You'll be okay. I'm not expecting much problem mm -hmm. from you, from you in the future. Okay. Okay. If it goes okay. beyond though, you may be risking yourself. You may want to file uh, a change of status to H four because your husband is an H one B, right? Mm -hmm, yes. Yeah, wait for 30 days. If they still don't, um, I'll give for 37 days, I'll give, okay? And after that, I will file okay. H4 status if they don't. Okay. So if I apply for a change of status of um, H4, um, you know, and then I start working with my company, will the H1B get automatic, automatically kicked in or will I have to go for a scam? After you apply for the H4, you're going to start work for the company? Mm-hmm. Mm. That looks odd. I thought after 37 days, we decide that they're not going to take you. Um, not taking me may not be the case because, you know, um, it is kind of um, so you, up to so one. So, it so is what you're telling is that they're going, 
they're going to delay in hiring you. Yes. Mm, I would. Uh, that's a that's a problem, ma'am. If they hire you after, like, let's say, ninety days after you got the H one B, you may have violated mm -hmm. the status, and you're continuing violation even though you're working for the company. Okay. Maximum I would allow is sixty days, but I would file H four okay. within thirty after thirty seven days. Okay. So uh, between the thirty seven and sixty days, I, I understand beyond sixty days, you know, and that may not be the case. I may not be joining the company. But if it is between thirty seven and sixty days, is it still okay, or will the H one B get? I would. I would. I would. I would recommend that you speak with a lawyer off the line, not in the public understood. conference call. If that if that goes to that understood. extent, okay. Understood. Understood. Thank Next you so person, much. please. Ravi. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, so here's my question. So uh, I, I got my EAD. I'm working for a client and a client is uh, right now is offering a full-time position, but client does not want to do any documentation or any processing because I got, I got my EAD. But can I, can I still uh, work with my old employer using EAD and uh, take this full-time op opportunity as well? So I keep two pay steps running uh, so will you be doing two jobs or only one job? Uh, kind of two. Yeah. One second. Will you have another, do you have another client? I can find one. I mean, if, if you have another client, I'm fine with that though. So if you're working for this client and another client, I'm fine with that. If you, if you so you're working with consulting company with client B and with client A, you're directly employed. I'm fine with it. But if you're just getting two payrolls run and, and the other payroll, we know how it is, okay? That's not a good advice. That's definitely not a good thing. So does, does the current employer needs to do something because I, like, I've been on H1 and I got my EAD and does he need to do something that I'm on EAD so that the client uh, has... they, they, they may always ask you an RFP for a 485J supplement. They may also ask you to go, they may ask you for the interview though. At the time when you go for the interview, you need to take the 485J supplement. From the current employer. From the current employer. And if that company is not willing to give that to you right now, that's a good indication you stay away from it. Oh, okay. Because when the interview comes in, you want to change at that time. You have only 10, 15 days to change at that time. You have a trouble. Right now, IT industry is in the top. It's in heaven. I mean, I, I can't say it. You know, my son graduated. It's just stupid. The kind of salaries that you guys are making doesn't make any sense to me. The kind of job offers that you're getting, it doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, that's how your world is right now. So in the high demand, they don't want to give it to you. Who knows? There might be low demand tomorrow. And then there may be trouble. They will not be cooperative. I would rather stay away from that company. You have a very good consulting company, very nice company, very flexible company. Stick with it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Thank you, sir. Next person, please. NJ. Hi. Thank you, Rahul. So I have a specific requirement where I was from L1B to H1 uh, in the year 2020. But the primary applicant processed with the premium processing, no problem at all. But the challenge is my attorney applied for the dependent visa, both L2 as well as H4, almost yeah. the same time. 
Oh, uh, wait, 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 what time? L, L22H4 was even applied? Uh, around mid of 2020, they applied, submitted both applications. Whereas L1 validity ends by end of 21st, sorry, February 21. Whereas H4 validity ends by February 22. But the approval came in a reverse order. For example, like H4 approved by uh, March 21, whereas by June, but L2 approved. Okay. When is your H1B expiring? Uh, next February, like February 2022. Okay. When your uh, when your when your uh, company the company mm -hmm. applied for L2 extension and H4 transfer at the same time. Yeah. When was the L2 extension applied? Uh, around June 2020. Because I'm when was when was the H4 transfer applied? Uh, from October 2020. Was okay. So. The H4 is expiring when? H4 uh, is expiring next February, which means February 2022. But the challenge is we got the H4 approval during the month of last March, but the L2 approval we received in the month of June, which says it already expired in the February itself, which means that puts us into an out of status or something. I would, uh, I don't think so, but the best thing is to go to Mexico and come back. Okay. Any alternates apart from going out? Guess at this moment, you know, you know, traveling out. And that's the only. That's the only way the things will be clarified easily, though. Otherwise, going to immigration is not a good idea. Going to Mexico is a better idea. Understood. Understood. Thank you. And you know the automatic revalidations, right? They don't need stampings to go to uh, L H four stampings to come back into USA. I don't know about that, but they were asking, right, is right. it the same visa or something? Which, but because it's a visa. No, 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 no. no. Uh -huh. With the I-94, you told me your spouse mm -hmm. I-94 is expiring in February of 2022, is that right? That's correct. That's H4 I-94. That's correct. She can take that one and travel to Mexico mm -hmm. and come back without H4 visa. She can enter into the country. Oh, that's called automatic revalidation. I wrote an article on it, and this is a very established principle. We send almost three to four people every week. Gayatri is going to give a link to you for that. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. That would really help. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ravi. Next person, please. Thank you. Satya? Yes. Hello? Go ahead, ma'am. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, I, I have applied uh, H1, sir sorry, H4 in the beginning, and then it mm -hmm. got expired, and I pray for the extension. But since it was taking so long, I found one consultant who can file my, reactivate my H1. They did it, and it got approved in August. Mm -hmm. What happened was I applied for a withdrawal, but what happened is the withdrawal never reached them on time, and they mm -hmm. gave a H4 approval after my H1 approval. And then mm -hmm. they reopened my case and they oh. withdrawn. They withdrawn my H4. Go now to I Mexico got... and come back. Okay. So they are saying that my H4 withdrawal has been approved and it says your, your request has been withdrawn, your I-5, 3, and 9. Go and to Mexico and come back. Automatic revalidation. Show them the H1B when you come back. into. You have the job with these companies, right? Yes, yes, sir. I'm working actually. You're working. Just go to Mexico and come back. So is, is it process visitor visa to the Mexico and come back? Is, is that the best that's option? A, that's the best option for you. 
uh, if the uh, the company what they are saying is we don't want you to go to mexico you can process another h1 so that you know you, uh, again you are getting an, another h1 do you think that would be the best option that's not a good option man that's some lawyer who wants to make money is telling you that just okay. fly to mexico have a nice coffee there and come back okay and one more doubt sir uh, the days the i have been from after my h4 expired i'm still here is this unlawful And definitely I'm, not unlawful but there is another word i don't even want to use it you take the mexico option that's better for you okay sir i mean is there any soon like within a week two weeks like do you advise like a s a p okay okay thank you so much sir appreciate your response and the same link was provided other person is you can use it too next person please buchi babu yeah hi hi rahul sir uh, thank you for taking my call Actually, I got a notice of intent to revoke. Um, that doesn't sound my, good. I'm sorry. I said that doesn't sound good. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, what are my options if it is reject? Reject, sir. Is it H1B or what is it? An EB EB2 I140, sir. Why? Actually, recently, uh, reason is, um, I mean, they are unable. They miscalculated my experience five years. Uh, actually, I have completed my education in 2003, but the certificate was issued in 2006. So they calculated based on from the 2006. Ah, okay. So they're going with the convocation so have, certificate instead of provisional certificate. Yeah. Okay, that's that's okay. That can be answered easily. But yes, sir, I yeah. want to, yeah. Uh, so that should be easily able to explain. what a provisional certificate is what a convocation certificate is what the process it is and that should be able to easily clearly define and get your i140 approved yeah but there is a catch sir i have exact 5 years of experience only sir in in my career like i have only worked exact 5 years not more than one day not more less than one day between that i have uh, one one saturday sundays like i change company on saturday sundays right i have a 5 days of gap so mm-hmm. i was worried that will they take it that five days as a um i would definitely recommend to have a consultation with a lawyer in our office yes. that is going to be ryan wick mm-hmm. um gayatri is going to give a link of appointment in the name of the lawyer to you okay he does rfps only for i140 so he does at least 3 to 4 rfps a week on i140 okay. what are my options if it is rejected sir if it's been rejected then up to 2 years well, you can file one more labor certification and file an i140 okay so i mean i have a valid h1b another 2 years will that be considered uh, or will it expire like uh, revokes no no that's, that's that's fine that will be there that will be there another 2 years yeah. that's right Okay, next gotcha, person thanks next person and then after that i'm going to read the questions and answers uh, i'll i'll go to the chat and any questions are that i'm going to try to answer guys ahmed hi uh, rahul thank you for the call um uh, actually i am on my uh, h1b the full time um been working here for last 5 years now uh, i'm a dba senior dba so uh, i have enough time to take an another another job uh the concurrent h1 my, my question is that uh once we get the concurrent approval 
uh, and uh, and the and the first employer a is extensions will come come up soon maybe after one year um, then at that time do i need to share uh, you don't. The, the approval you don't. Of, no of no you don't need to share that you don't need to show them right? no okay. you don't need to okay uh, yeah that's the question i had yeah thank you so much rahul okay. uh, really yeah keep that. keep working double job guys keep paying us yeah. more taxes <laughs> yes i agree okay. thank you uh employment based green cards white house it depends on the pressure though the amount of letters that you guys write white house will act accordingly i'm reading out um uh if you put as a member of the temple though you don't have to take uh, any documentation about the membership and other thing uh you don't have to worry about it if they ask questions just answer what temple it is no documentation is necessary for for it for interview if you are a member of a temple uh there is no filing fees for ead in advance for all guys uh, i don't know where that rumor has been flying there is nothing no ead and ap this it's still free, free right now uh what is the minimum requirement to stay in the united states every year is it 6 months um i would recommend that if ever you are staying outside the country for more than 6 months at any point of time uh, outside the country you should consult a lawyer because it's not there are many things that goes wrong in there there is one thing the citizenship eligibility also will be lost if you spend lot more time outside the country especially more than 6 months uh the change in the forms for the aos is starting on october 1st guys uh sorry not october 1st october 13 so as of now the forms are the old forms and new forms will be accepted from october 13th onwards only new versions of them will be accepted uh can the can the company apply h1b within 10 days after uh, before the expiration of the uh, h1b will this cause any i9 will it cause any problem in the gceed you know you uh, they want to wait for the gceed they they are fine that should not cause any problem to wait for 10 days i would do that too i mean unnecessarily why waste money filing a h1b at uh, the sunday tv show guys there is nothing a lot of people are under the assumption that there is some bad people remarks i was upset and i don't know where the rumor is spreading around no i don't get upset with bad people's remark those are those are part of you know being uh, being there on the tv and other things when you are a public figure you get all those criticism there are only technical issues because of that things did not turn out but as such uh, the, the tv show people are very happy with me i'm very happy there just the technical issues and next sunday there will be a show guys for sure the change in the version of the forms is very minor uh, but the date says march 29 2021 
that's when the version date will be for the 485. Uh, question with regards to Honu, if the EAD and AP has been filed, if I travel outside, only AP will be denied or EAD and AP? AP will not be denied. AP will still be approved. Uh, how soon can we file a premium processing for the I-140 concurrent filing? The day you get the receipt notice, you can turn around and file the premium processing. You don't have to wait anything. Um, if you're filing in, in the downgrade application, though, I definitely do not recommend filing premium. The day you get a receipt notice, that's it, NAV. You can file, you can convert into premium processing. Uh, questions Kumar is asking about, you know, what patterns are you noticing? Uh, the medicals, um, those people who file the medicals, um, they are getting RFEs. Um, one pattern we noticed though, if your file number starts with MSC, I mean, they're all almost 90% of them are approved. When it is SRC, none, if not, maybe two to 5% of them are approved. That's the pattern that we are noticing. I mean, I wouldn't say none, but a uh, lot of the cases that we have, SRC or not. When it comes to LIM, we have some approvals, but not a whole lot. When it's MSC, those are lucky people. And we don't control where it, even though based on your address, it goes to a particular address, either to Phoenix, Arizona, or to Texas. So, but then they can actually send to either Texas Service Center, Nebraska, or they can even send it to National Benefit Center. We, we don't know how, you know, what category, how they send it to which one, but uh, if those people who have MSC got the approvals the best. And SRC is the worst. LIN is in somewhere very near to the worst. It's not very close to MSC. Uh, for straightforward cases, EAD, uh, still EADs are taking a long time. But straightforward cases, though, we have seen a lot more approvals. They mostly ended up with MSC. So that's one of the reasons why they ended up getting the things approved faster. Um, Vasu, to file a GC by yourself, though, you must be an extraordinary ability person. It's very tough to meet. Uh, typically, people who have a lot of patents and all those things will be eligible for it. We are contemplating Kumar to file the litigation on LIN, MSC, and SRC. We're still going through a lot of challenges on it. We are looking into that very seriously. Can I challenge the notice of intent to revoke? Uh, um, yeah, there are some under, uh, certain circumstances you can challenge it. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.